Being ashamed or feeling shame is not what God wants for any of us. That's the reason he sent his son Jesus to die for us, not only taking our sins, but also our shame. Come listen as we share the personal ways we listen to God and we're able to stand on his word to remove our shame. Well, hello, everybody. This is Marcus. And this is Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. And today we have a new episode, and it's going to be about... Shame. Shame. That's right. Right. Now, shame is something that uh, pretty much everyone feels at one point or another in their life, whether they're a believer or not. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yes. A little more detail about it, right? Right. All right. (laughs) So, shame is a very real problem. It's been around since Adam and Eve fell in the garden. Right. So, shame opens our eyes to what is right and wrong. And when Adam and Eve saw that they were naked... They sewed fig leaves together and hid from God because they were ashamed. And you can find that whole account in Genesis 3, 7 through 10. And we encourage you definitely as, as we read the scriptures, like, and we're not going to read Genesis 3, 7 through 10, but as we read the scriptures, we encourage you to get your Bible out and follow along with us as well. Mm-hmm. And don't just take our word for it, you know? What is the, what is your, what does the word really say? I mean, make, make sure we're not reading something different. That's right. Always or, make sure, always, always, always. That's right. Or you can just take notes, because we can go a little fast sometimes, right. rather than flipping through your Bible. But just take notes and go back and read that, and read everything around it, so you get everything in context. There you go. So that's important to you. Yes. Well, since the fall of man, we're born with a sense of right and wrong. As children, we have to be taught how to handle these feelings, but we have an innate sense of when we do good and bad. That's why kids hide when they know they've done something bad. The punishment that we as parents have to use on our children is the way we teach them that doing right is good and doing wrong is bad. So God punishes us the same way because he loves us. When we punish our children, it's to teach them a lesson, not because we hate them or we're mad at them. It's because we want them to know right from wrong and to grow up and to do the right and not the wrong. And God feels the same way about us. We're his children. He loves us and he will discipline us. All right, so when we feel shame, we are realizing that we have done wrong. Mm-hmm. And shame can be defined uh, this way. It's the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, and those type of things. And it's done by oneself or another. That's right. So in the Old Testament, shame was used to keep the people in line when, uh, with the law. They were only shamed when their sins were publicly discovered. In battles, many times the victors would cut the defeated men's clothes or shave their beards or heads. This was an outward sign of shame. The same happened to the people who were sick. Even in the New Testament, sick people had to wear different clothing and proclaim aloud that they were unclean in public. To their shame because the healthy ones thought that these people had done something shameful and were being punished by God. Right. So that's a a way that is like an outward 
appearance of shame. And it, you know, it probably wasn't that God was mad at them or done something to them. It's just a, an outward appearance of shame that people made them feel. You know, shame today is a little more disturbing because many times it's held inside. We can be shamed by others in public and feel feelings of inadequacy, but unlike the Old Testament times, we are unable to be released of this shame by our hair growing back or beards growing back, things like that. I think it's kind of funny you talking about us having our beards grow back. <laughs> okay, maybe the men having their beards grow back, if you're going to be picky. So our shame is put back on ourselves. It's kind of held within. We've kind of let the devil whisper in our ears that we are not good enough. So we come to believe these lies. Sometimes it is other people who speak these words of shame over us. We have the ability as adults or as Christians to believe them. But, you know, the kids, they're like naive and they believe everything they're told. So when parents like talk down to their kids or tell them they're never going to be good enough or they're you know, they didn't want them in the first place. Those children believe that and they keep it inside. And then we end up with people containing their shame and inadequacy. And then they are the people that commit suicide or worse, they go on these shooting rampages. And um, that that's part of their shame held inside. And they don't even realize it, but that's how they have been brought up. Right. So that's some of the things that happen unless these people get help. And God is always the one that can help them. Right. But people, we as Christians, need to reach out to these people and help them through these times. But we need to reach out to them in love and not in anger. That's right. That's right. You have to love people to God. If you're angry at them, they're not going to receive anything from you. That's really good. I like that. You get to love people to God. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Is that one of your own? But I guess so. I I've guess said so. it before. Holy Spirit, you have. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, granted, these people are mainly made up of unbelievers. That's pretty true, but not all the time. It's important to remember, we as Christians are not immune to the tricks of the enemy. We all have had shame at one point in our lives, and we may still wrestle with this. You can be a Christian all your life and still buy into those lies. Right. And I'm going to tell you a little story of mine, a little testimony of how I was raised and what happened to me. So this is a little personal. (laughs) So I was saved when I was six years old. I grew up in a Christian house. I had the foundation. I had everything I needed. Grew up all my teenage years and did very well, went to church, youth group, all that stuff. And I knew so much about God. I was very close with him when I was younger. I would just talk to him and pray in the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I could speak in tongues, things like that. I I was just close to God. And yet there were still feelings of some inadequacy when I was a teenager and grew up around non-believers who would say things to me or do things to me. So I had the truth in my hands, but I wasn't strong enough to use that against the enemy when he came against me. 
I had many variations in my life. And I came to a point where I let that shame overtake me and it ended in physical harm. So then with Marcus's help and, and the help of my friends and family, I got to a place where I would read the words given to me over and over of who I am, what I have, and how I can stand on God's word and be strong enough to turn that back to the enemy. So I was able to come out of that place. And I also want to point out that, you know, you said you had the word in your hand, but you also had the word in your heart. That's right. And you knew the word, yet the enemy had become so strong, the, 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 what he was saying and telling you to do was so strong, it overpowered what was in your heart. That's right. What was in your, uh, what was in your hand. Mm -hmm. you know, that overpowered everything. And once you start listening to that and you get to that point where it's louder than what God is saying to you, then you have a, it's, it's really, really hard to understand mm -hmm. what the word says because you're hearing the enemy so much louder. Yes. Than, and, and you know, I've, I saw this, you know, we've yeah. been married for 18 years mm -hmm. and, you know, we went through this together. Yes. And I know it was very hard for you because you didn't understand what I was feeling, what I was hearing inside. It was hard for, for everyone around me to understand how much of those lies that I believed and how strongly they were coming against me. So as much as you tried to help, it wasn't always, it didn't always work. Right. Um, because you're right, the, that voice was so much louder than any reasoning or any um, Christian thinking could could help me get through. And it was hard for me because our son was so young and he and I would go out to the store or something and when we came home we weren't sure what might have happened. Yeah. So, but we got through it, didn't we? We did. We came out on the other came... side through the Word. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's an awesome testimony mm -hmm. because, you know, when you seem like you're at your deepest, darkest point, um, you can look up Mm -hmm. And you can see the light. That's right. And if you do look up and see the light, God's hand is right there. And he's ready to pull you out of that deep, dark place mm -hmm. and bring you back into the light and show you that there is restoration. Yes. Yeah. And now, you know, even now, sometimes I still struggle with some of those problems I had. But it's like right away I come with the word and I say, no, that is not true. And then I can say a scripture. I can say, no, I'm a child of God. No, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I can just stand on those words and that enemy just flees. Right. That voice that tries to come against me is completely gone because that's what it says in the Bible. Right. Resist the enemy and he will flee. Right. But first, before it says that, what does it say? It says, submit yourself to, to God. God. That's, that's right. That's, that's the important, the important part. part. Right. Is you have to be willing to give of yourself. And then you are strong enough to stand and resist the devil. Amen. That's right. All right. So when we are saved, we are able to shrug off our shame and nail it to the cross. Because that's where it belongs. Yes. It does not belong on us, around us, in our family. It doesn't belong anywhere mm -hmm. but on the cross. Because Jesus already took care of it. That's right. That's why I died. So Jesus endured the ultimate shame, dying on a cross 
to take the shame in our lives from plaguing us. And he did it for us so that we wouldn't have to deal with these issues. It says in Hebrews that he joyfully endured that. I know. That's amazing to me. All this pain and suffering that he did and went through, he did it joyfully knowing that on the other side, we would be there and we would not have to feel that shame. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at Hebrews, where it says that in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. And all the scripture we're reading today is going to actually be out of the NIV. So, just want to get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so once again, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. He's there. The right hand was the special place. Any king or noble, anything like that, if you were the most important person, you sat at the right hand of them. And that's why Jesus is, it mentions over and over that Jesus is at the right hand of God. So, you know, we can get rid of the shame through the word, just like we mentioned, just like I was saying, that's how I overcame so much. And when we do find the enemy whispering in our ears, trying to deceive us, there are several verses that we can stand on. We're going to go through some of the verses down here that I stood on that people um, told me and and wrote down for me that I went and looked up for myself and I could just repeat these verses, you know, word after word. And that, that really helped me get through. And you could say, this word is for me. Yes, yeah. And you have to claim that word for yourself. Mm-hmm. And see it, see it right. coming to light, believe it. Right. So we can speak them out. Like we said, words are so important. Say these things out loud. And the scripture we just referenced is James 4, 7. It says, submit yourself to God. But then it says, resist the devil and he will flee. He has to. There's like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He has to because darkness cannot stand in the light. And we are... The light of the world. That's right. That's who <laughs> we are. All right. So let's look at Matthew five fourteen. Uh, this one says, you are the light of the world. And he's speaking about us. Mm-hmm. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. That's right. It's just like when you're in a dark room, you flip a switch or you turn a flashlight on, that darkness flees. It's right. not allowed to stay there. It ups absolutely can't. Right. So that's how it is with the enemy. You know, I think a great example always is being like a completely dark room and you light a candle. And that candle, it doesn't completely fill the room, but that area the candle's in, the light, the darkness is not there. Mm-hmm. And then when you move around, mm-hmm. like the darkness flees from that place to that place to that right. place. Mm-hmm. So when we have a feeling of shame come upon us, we can stand on the word and repeat such truths as these. These are some of the ones that helped me. You can stand and say, I am a child of God. There's two references for this one. And the first one is John 1.12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, 
He gave the right to become children of God. Amen. And the second one is Galatians 4, 7. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. I love that one. That's the best. <laughs> so I am a new creation created in Christ Jesus. And the reference for this one is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Amen. Another one that really helped me and still helps me today is, I am more than a conqueror through him that loves me. And the reference for this one is Romans 8, 37 through 39. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I love that. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So the next one we're going to look at is, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. And that's a big one because, you know, when we're out there witnessing to our friends and the family and, and other people, you know, we can't be ashamed of the gospel because that's the good news that they need to hear. Yes. They need to know how much God loves them and what Jesus has already accomplished for them. So right. we can't be ashamed of what Jesus has done for us. And we shouldn't be if we truly understand all that the good news that he has done for us then you shouldn't be ashamed. You just, you can't. If you truly understand who you are and what you have, it's just amazing once you get that in your heart. Right. So the reference for this one is Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. That's right. And that's important to point out. A lot of people say, Oh, the Jews are better than us, you know. Oh, they think they're so wonderful. Well, honestly, they, they were <laughs> they were created as God's children. But it says when Jesus came, we as Gentiles were grafted into the same vine as they were. So right. we are all children of God. Amen. All right, so we've got a couple of extra verses we want to share with you on shame. <clears throat> and the first one is Romans 5 5. It says this, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The next one is Romans 9.33. As it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. That's right, and they're talking about Jesus there. Right. Even Isaiah prophesied that. The cornerstone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. The next one is 2 Timothy 1.12. It says this, That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted in him until that day. That's right, and that was Paul talking about Jesus. Once he realized who Jesus was, he, he wasn't ashamed of anything. All right. the beatings that he had, everything that people did to him, 
he wasn't ashamed of that. He right. was glorifying in Jesus. And even the uh, thorn in his side that he talks about, it never yeah. really says what it is, but, you know, he asked God to remove it a couple times, and God, no, my grace is sufficient. So he just, he, he received it, and he just kept it. Mm -hmm. He and wasn't mad at God. He, he wasn't, you know... He didn't turn his back on him. Right. And we don't know if that was a physical change or if that was something internal or whatever. But, you know, if it was an outward uh, appearance that was that was uh, the problem, mm -hmm. then, you know, a lot of people would look at that as shame. Yeah. But, you know, Paul, he's just like, okay. <laughs> and God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. And so he accepted that and, you know, went on. Right. So the last one is uh, that we have for you. There's many other scriptures, and we encourage you to go out and... And search for these things because you know when you're feeling shame when mm -hmm. you're feeling like you don't you're not worthy enough you're not worth it you know these scriptures will help you to, to understand that you are in fact more than a conqueror and that God does love you yes. and that you know if nobody else does God is there for you he's he's for you and he's not against you that's right mark 8:38 says if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. That's right. And that's one thing I never want to hear, <laughs> that <laughs> Jesus is ashamed of me. Right. Because I am not ashamed of him. So when the enemy does start to try and shame us into believing that lie, that like God doesn't love us, or Jesus didn't come to save us and redeem us from our sins, we simply have to remind ourselves of these truths. And like Marcus said, we encourage you to find some of these other truths for yourself in the Bible, and we would love to hear what you find. If you... Marcus will tell you in a minute how you can get a hold of us because he's really good at that. But, but um, we would love to have you share verses with us or your testimonies. We would love to hear anything you have to say. Right, and if you find a verse that, that really speaks to you, we'd like to hear how God has worked through that word into your life. Yes. And now your testimony. We would love to hear how God does, does things with you. Mm -hmm. Your testimony is so important. Right. Because there's no other person in the whole world who has your testimony. And we would love to be able to receive enough testimonies where we could just share those on one show. Mm -hmm. Of all those different testimonies we receive from people around the world. So we just encourage you to get in touch with us. Go to our website, themessengersradio.com, and click on the Contact Us button. And when you bring that up, there will be a little form for you to fill out. And once you hit the Submit button, uh, it will go to both Trisha and myself. But if you don't want to email both of us at the same time, you can always click on the little, uh, right above it is our individual email addresses. So you yes. can email us there as well, individually. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we won't share your testimony or anything that you say to us if you don't want us to. Right. But make sure you tell us you don't want us to. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I find it amazing that some people would want their testimony out there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's personal. It's testimony. It's, you yeah, know, it was it's hard. Personal. It was it was hard for me to give even part of my testimony today. It's not not always an easy thing to to tell other people your downfall and but but it's very important to do. Now comes the important part of our show. One of the main reasons we do this show. That's right. <laughs> so we would like to, you know, this every episode we always end with uh 
a way for you, the listener, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done so or not. That's the whole reason we're doing these things. You know, we, we like to put these shows together, but we also like to hear when people receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior and have changed their eternal address. Yes. So choosing to receive Jesus uh, is the most important decision that you will make in your entire life. But don't trust me. Let's see what God's Word says, all right? That's right. It promises this. In Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. And if you look a little couple lines down at Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. <laughs> so by God's grace, he's already done everything to give, provide salvation for you. You just simply need to believe and receive. It's not a works. It's not by what you've done. Yeah. It's by what he's already done, what Jesus has already accomplished for you. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and change your eternal address, I would like for you to pray this out loud. and You don't have to scream it. But pray, it pray it out loud with your, with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Say, Jesus... I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. So if you have prayed that, we would love to hear from you. We would love to help you continue your walk and learning about who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to welcome you. If you just prayed that, I'd like to welcome you into the family of God. And there are angels rejoicing in heaven because of the decision you've just made. That's right. And so are we. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So if we just want you guys to know that we love you and that we pray for you all the time, our listeners. And um, we just enjoy being able to get this information out there. And like we said, contact us if you need anything. And we will help you any way we can. Amen. Amen. All right. So until next episode, we uh, look forward to putting something new together. That's right. All right. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye-bye now. Bye. Have you enjoyed this episode of The Messengers? They would love to hear from you. Join them on the website at www.themessengersradio.com or on Facebook at Messengers Radio and let them know if they can pray for you or stand with you on anything. 